We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. As the wife and child are away, I'm going to crank out another episode. Because uh, why not? Uh, and, you know, of course me trying to be as prepared as I can be, making notes and everything. Of course, there was stuff from last time that I had written down and I should have done, but I didn't. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to go back and re-edit the thing. Um, So I'll just make a new episode. So welcome and welcome truck fighters. Uh, No, that's not a new demographic I'm trying to appeal to. That's the today's musical guest is truck fighters. And I think this is the band. The album's called Gravity. uh, The band's quite something. Give it a listen. So uh, the reason I've heard of the Truck Fighters at all uh, is is because uh, I'm uh, I love playing Rocksmith, and now I'm a part of a Facebook group that uh, plays Rocksmith, and you know a lot of people are talking about you know just the game itself and how it works and all this. But there is a whole other contingency that's like, oh man, I love this band, you know, and I'm mad that they're not, you know, in the game, and 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 you know, who, who's your favorite band that's not in the game? And there was this one guy who's like, yeah, I like Sword and uh, some other band and Truck Fighters, and I'm just like, what? All right. So anyway, so I I I I'm like, look, I'm open to things. I try things. And so I was like, great, I'll put on Truck Fighters and, uh, and we'll see what it is. And so, you know, listen for yourself. I think it sounds like uh, Queens of the Stone Age meets like uh, Muse. And I'm a big fan of Muse as well, uh, especially playing it in Rocksmith. But uh, you, well, I'm going to, oh, and also um, a little bit of the Melvins. Uh, you know, I, I think I've talked about Melvins before, but Melvins uh, was um, the weird sort of punk band uh, that uh, Dave Grohl played in uh, no no not Dave Grohl um, uh, Dale Kroger played in and then was uh, the first drummer the second drummer the replacement drummer uh, in Nirvana and then had to bail because the Melvins were so much more successful than Nirvana and then they got Dave Grohl yeah great move there Dale Anyway, now you can take a listen to it and see what you think. Anyway, so, okay, so, uh, oh, and my new thing is I'm trying to get the depressing shit out the door first, and then we're going to end on a happy note. So uh, the depressing shit is, it's not even so much depressing as it is just fucking weird. So, um... As you know, uh, I think from last time, uh, I'm trying to find a new job. Um, I want, I want people. I want to work with people who like me, right? And um, it's so much like a relationship. It's so much like dating. You know, it's like you just, you just know it. You just know it when it's a great fit. And unfortunately, like no, there's no way to test for it. Um, you know, you can't, 
you, you won't know whether or not if it's a fit until you really get in there and talk to people. And it's really interesting, too, because, like, the people I'm interviewing with, they don't understand. They don't understand at all. They're just like, I'm sorry, you want to do what? You want to see where people sit? Um, I guess. Okay. But it's like a big deal, right? Like, if we're going to be a team... You know, and honestly, I think that's one of the weird things about where I work is I don't sit with the rest of the team. I sit kind of off to the side and it's weird, right? Like I would not want to go into a new setting with that seating arrangement. If that was if that was part of the deal, it would honestly be a reason for me to say no. So I go. So I had I had been interviewing around. I'd gotten rejected by two places already. And that was fine. There was one place that I thought was good, but, uh, you know, I wasn't dying to work there. It wasn't like a dream job or anything. So I I gotten rejected twice already. So I, I go on to this third one and these people had reached out to me before and I was like, yeah, I don't know. They do PR and I wasn't like really, I mean, they don't do PR. They do um, sort of uh, attribution is what it's called. So if you re- you know release press releases, people want to know how much traffic gets driven to their site based on a press release or an ad or whatever. So uh, I I said okay, you know, and and um, I was I was dead against it, right? And then uh, Miriam was like, "Well, you know, one of the things they say in there is you could grow your team, right? Like you would be the first one, and then you could hire who you wanted to hire." And that was like, "Oh, that's badass!" Now I get to pick the team. I get to look for the magic connection. Okay, cool. So I go in there. So so I had been talking to them for a while. And you know, I'd gone through a couple of different rounds of interviews and it all went fine. And and then I get on the phone with the director. And he was like, "Well, we'd like to bring you in." And it was already Wednesday. And I was like, "Okay, but I'm it's going to have to be next week." And he's like, "Well, if you, if you know, the candidate, what did he say? He said something like, well, anybody who will be in contention for this position will have to do it this week. I'm like, okay. So I, I put it off as far as I could and I made it the back half of Friday. So I was like, I was going to go into work from like nine to noon, you know, eat lunch and then bail at 1230 to get there by one. And so I do all of that. I go into the interview. It's fine. Everybody's fine. There's a, it's really small office. There's one person who ha- I have kind of a connection with who seems kind of cool. And then there's like some other people that I met and they're like, okay. You know, there's one crazy trainer guy who's got like, he's like wearing a kimono inspired satin jacket and dyed silver hair. And I'm like, Uh uh-huh okay like it could be i could groove with him i guess but he's probably not gonna want to groove with me like i'm probably way too square for him uh but i'm like okay you know whatever so i go through the whole thing 
And I've decided about halfway through the interview, nah, I, this isn't this isn't right. I'm I'm not doing this. And it didn't help um, that like the lunch that that I had that day at the office is you know on Fridays they do the catered lunches and everybody eats together and those are the best days because uh, because it's it's cool like you know you sit who you want to sit with and I kind of feel like the people who I'm with like me I mean I'm loud and annoying but I'm not I don't know it's not that bad I guess uh, I don't know uh, but anyway so I was like you know if I can just maybe find the right team at the office that's maybe where I should be going not changing companies but changing teams so or ooh, you know what we've got a couple of guys who might be changing teams Oh, that'd be badass. We could get really get the people in I want. Nice. Anyway, so um, so there we go. So um, so I I I'm on Bart. I'm going home. First of all, it also reminds me how much I hate Bart because now I've been taking Caltrain, and Caltrain is like where the professionals ride, and Bart is sort of like where everybody rides. Like, and it's. It's loud, it's underground, and so everything echoes and shakes, and it's just fucking annoying. So I, um, by the way, I, I upped my um, cell phone data plan to unlimited so I can stream Netflix. Fucking game changer, man. Changed my life. So good. Anyway, getting off topic. Uh, so I'm on BART, and I get a call from the recruiter, and I'm like, hey, and she's like, hey, um, when you get home, um, that director guy, he wants you uh, to uh, send him references, then he'll call your references tonight, and then he'll talk to you again tomorrow. And I was like, seriously? Uh, all right. And so, I, I, I mean, look, at that point, I had already decided that I was not going. I mean, hell, I had I decided halfway through the interview I wasn't going. But now he's doing this bullshit. It's like, hey, dude, I don't even work for you yet. And you are, like, out of your mind with deadlines, right? So what's this going to be like when I actually work there? Are you going to be, like, freaking the fuck out every minute that something isn't solved or something isn't done? Uh, so, so I'm, I'm anyway, so I'm like, okay, so of course I have no, no, there's no way I'm giving him references. So I get home and I write the recruiter this long email and, uh, I'm like, this is why I'm not doing this. And it was basically, you know, I was, it was really sort of, you know, my whole hippy dippy, like I want a love connection with my coworkers, but with no love, you know, type of thing. And, um, yeah, and, and so I sent that off to her, and then she wrote me back, and she was like, well, you sure? And, and maybe we could talk about how you're going to grow the team. And I was like, no, they already told me that the way they're going to grow the team is uh, in remote locations. They're not going to be growing the team in this office. You know, in, in terms of more support people. And they didn't even really want to grow the team. I talked to one of the founders and I was like, hey, so what do you think about growing the team? He's like, well, if we're growing the team, that means we've got more problems, more bugs. And I'm like, oh, 
Alright. So, um, so I get home, and, and, you know, I'm sorry, I've, I've been home, I write her the email, all this stuff, I'm like, no, if they, if they change their story about growing the team, I know they're lying to me. So, they've already said it, they've already been very clear, they're not doing this, or they're not doing it in the way I want them to. So, I... I I, th- I feel like it's done, right? And I and it's I've been through kind of the ringer. You know, these four-hour interviews are tough. I feel kind of drained and beat up, and, and the uh, the, you know, I'm just like, let's have some wine, let's chill out, it'll be fine. So then the next day, um, the dude calls me again, this director dude, and he's like. Hey, uh, I respect your decision, but could you tell me, like, was there anything we could have done differently or anything? Now, ever since I've started looking for another job, I've had this sort of weird, sick fantasy about um, about the people at the job talking to me about why I wanted to leave. And I've had this whole, like, sort of, it's, I'm such, oh, I'm such a weirdo. I love talking to myself a bunch. In fact, um, I, you know, I, I yeah, you, we, I've discussed this before. But anyway, so I, I keep rehearsing this speech over in my mind. Of course, I'm trying to make it sound natural. Like I didn't just rehearse this speech like 4,000 times while I'm walking the dog. So I, I, it was funny because I know it's not really gonna happen. Like, there's, I'm not that fucking important. Be, uh, lots of other people have quit, and no one ever asked them. Like, so why are you quitting? So, um, but it was funny because I had it rehearsed so many times that all I had to change was the reason I'm quitting is, you know, flipping it to the reason I am not working at your company. And so I told him, I was like, look. You know, it's because I want a love connection and all this stuff, and it's all hippy-dippy. But I I told him, too. I was like, look, man, you cannot be, like, so demanding with with timelines with people you're not even working with. I mean, what's this going to be like? You're going to scare people off. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, I am, by the way, you will notice I am showing extreme restraint. Uh, use promo code my brother, my brother and me at extremerestraints.com. Sorry. Um, I'm showing extreme restraint by not doing his Indian accent. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, so it was fun that even though I had rehearsed this dumb speech a thousand times, I wasn't going to ever be able to use it. I actually got to be able to use it. So that was kind of fun as well. All right, more truck fighters. I got to get a drink. So last time I was talking about Richard Pryor versus Chris Rock uh, and, you know, just how comedy doesn't age. So I guess the topic is black men in comedy because uh, that same day that I was watching both of their specials, I, I, I turn on, uh, by the way, I am the only person in the world that has uh uses Bing as a search engine and has um, uh, like it's some Microsoft portal is like a it's as as their homepage and it's this big news site it's I love it uh, it's so many great news stories but anyway one of them was the comic Byron Allen uh, is buying the Weather Channel or maybe he's just buying Weather.com. 
And I'm like, wait a minute. Byron Allen, the most unfunny black comic in the history of comedy, has enough money to buy the Weather Channel? Now, I get it, right? Like, it's not like buying NBC. It's just the Weather Channel. But still, how does this guy have any money at all? I mean, but apparently he has a production company who did really well, and they they backed a bunch of winning shows which makes no goddamn sense because Byron Allen used to have this show called Unleashed with Byron Allen. And it, the idea was comics are going to be wild. They're going to say crazy things. But meanwhile, it was the most scripted interview show, which sounds like an oxymoron, but it kind of was like it was basically an interview show. So comedians could do their bits. Right. So. Um, you know, he would have, he would, somebody, some producer would do tons and tons of, uh, pre-interviewing and then he would get, you know, the, the jokes that they wanted to crowbar in and he, he would always be like, so I heard you bought new pants lately. How was that? How did that go? You bought new pants. And then he's like, well, let me tell you, buying new pants is crazy. You know, the little sales lady is like, Ugh. Um, you know, and it was just like such a shitty show, but who knows? Maybe it was cheap to produce and they sold it and they made money. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's maybe, maybe Byron as unfunny as he is. He's just a really kick-ass businessman, but I, I can't believe any of that. I just can't, I can't believe Byron Allen has weather channel money. It just shows to show you how unfair show business is. So, um, I, I know I was going to save the negative stuff for the end, and I, I hope, look, I hope the, the Byron Allen news doesn't just piss you off as much as it got me, but okay, so here is the positive one. Um, so, uh, so, I guess the positive note for that other one is that, like, they offered me the job, and nobody's really done that in a while, so that's nice. But the other nice thing is I watched the Justice League last night. And Clark, I know you're listening. I know you like the Justice League too, uh, as well, I should say. Uh, so I'm not the only one, but I sort of feel like I'm the only one, right? Like I, this movie got so much shit. I loved it. God damn that Gal Gadot is fucking hypnotizing. I don't know how she does it. She has a smile. That is like, it's, it's, it's hypnotizing. It's not hypnotizing. It's, 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 it's hypnotizing, but with the hypnotic suggestion as well. And the hypnotic suggestion is like, hey, isn't life great? And then you just, it just hits you like a wave. And you're just like, oh my God. And for like a brief second, you're just like, oh yeah. Everything is all right. Oh, wait, I have to I have to tell you something else. So um, this is going to be a trailer or a tease for another episode. I hope I can find the answer to this. So after I went on that job interview and I was feeling really confused and beat up and just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I put on Taylor Swift's um, uh, uh, Shake It Off 
and the message of that is really positive. It's like, yeah, the press has all these negative, shitty things about me. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna shake it off. And the video is so great because the whole video is Taylor Swift sucking at dancing. And you know, she starts off as a ballerina and then she does, you know, free jazz interpretive dance and, and hip hop and dancing with her fingers. And she sucks at all of them. But in the end, she just gets all of these people together and just dances like fucking nobody cares. And it doesn't matter if you're good or not. Just, just fucking go for it, man. Just dance. And it's a beautiful video. And plus, the, you know, the meaning of the song was exactly what I needed. And Taylor Swift is easy on the eyes. Let's be honest. So, um, so I'm watching this and I'm like, this is a beautiful video. Like, just the, the flow of it and how it works. And, like, there's even little bits in there where Taylor is, like, they're clearly in between takes. It's not when the cameras were rolling. And she's sort of laughing about how like she messed up some dance thing. And the, the director had the, like the good sense to be like, oh yeah, get, grab that, put that in. And that's, I mean, that's also on the editor too. But anyway, so I'm like, wow, this is an amazing video. So I, I'm like, who directed this? So I go back and I look and the guy who directed it, who knew IMDB now cares about music videos. You can see who was in and who directed and who worked on any music video now. Now they've gone beyond, because music videos, especially Taylor Swift's music videos, are like little movies. They really are. They, those budgets, god damn, those, got, those budgets have to be like a million dollars an episode. But any episode, music, million dollars of video, and the videos are only like five minutes long. So that's a significant investment. But anyway, so I looked this dude up and he directed one hour photo. As far as I can tell, that's the only movie credit he has that is of a movie you've actually heard of. It's the movie where um, Robin Williams uh, is a bad guy right and he's super creepy and stocky and he he works at this one hour photo place and he he starts making duplicates of like all of these photos of you know this woman that he's stalking and you know you see his room and it's like all her photos all over his walls it's a great movie really really creepy but a it's weird that he does such a creepy movie so well but also can make the greatest happiest feel good music video like ever and then nothing right he he's still directing music videos like he does you know Beyonce and Jay-Z and all of these people but it's just sort of like what happened to your film career what happened to your cinematic universe dude this just kind of dried up did you get put in movie jail are you a crazy person I don't know stay tuned true believers we're about to find out Okay, we're not gonna find out, you know, this episode. We're gonna find out in a future episode. But, but, but I, I hope I can find out. Okay, so anyway, so the, the tangent there uh, brings me back to the Justice League, right? Like, I swear to you, I am not trying to like the thing that nobody likes. And I'm also not trying to um, be contrarian, right? But of course, at the lunch, that I had on Friday with all my coworkers, 
everybody loved Casino Royale. It was like their favorite James Bond movie. And I was like, no. Because uh, I hate that movie. so goddamn boring. Uh, anyway, so... Um, so... Uh, the other thing I really, really liked, um, and uh, there's probably a little bit of nostalgia factor in there as well. Uh, certainly, I love it when people take something that's super shitty and reboot it and make it really good. And that, my friends, is uh, Lost in Space. The Lost in Space reboot is actually really good. I've only seen one episode so far. But that one episode was, I mean, the beginning is a little, eh, it's okay. But the second half of that episode is so freaking good. Uh, and then they end with the theme song. That so good. So I'm hoping that the rest of the series is going to be as good. Uh, I, I love it. So anyway, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Although I still got to finish Jessica Jones and a series of unfortunate events, which are also really great. Oh, God damn. What a time to be alive. So much good stuff to watch. And then I still have to watch uh, the Superman Homecoming or Spider-Man Homecoming. That's going to be good, too. All right. Ah, I'm all worked up. All right. I'm going to go to the gym now. All right, rock it out, truck fighters. All right, from me, from the music of Bright Brown and the truck fighters, let's do this one more time. Till then! Yeah.